0: and welcome to the life is hard god is good podcast i'm rachel miller and i'm so glad that you are here joining me today i want you to think about what is the worst thing that can happen what is your worst case scenario when i get really stressed i start thinking about worst case scenarios and how things could happen and like how would i solve that problem if it came up what is the worst thing that can happen is it your house getting burnt down Losing a loved one, getting in a car accident, a natural disaster, losing your job, getting rejected. What is the worst thing that can happen? Well, all those things can happen and they're terrible, terrible things, but it's not the worst that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is separation from God, not hardships. All of those things are hardships, which means they are not easy to go through but it's not anywhere near what it would be like to be separated from God. In Romans 8, it says, Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Shall trouble or hardship or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? And then verse 37, it says, No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. He loves us so much And we know that even when hardships come, he never leaves. In Psalm 119 verse 71, it says, It was good for me to be afflicted so that I could learn your statutes. So even in those hard things, it was good to experience hard things so we can learn more about who he is and the standards that he sets for us and those love laws. He doesn't give us laws to take away fun, but it allows us to live in a covenant relationship with him because sin separates us from him, which is the worst that can happen. In the Old Testament, there's lots of prophecies that share both punishment and judgment and also future hope. And when we think about where is the hope, it's not necessarily even in the future restoration and the glory that is to come. The hope is also in the judgment and the punishment because it shows us how loved we are. God doesn't leave us even when things get hard, even when we sin. In those times, he is still present, which means that he doesn't just allow those things to happen, but he cleanses us and puts us through the fire to cleanse us from those bad things, sin, which separates us from him, so that we can be closer to him. God is present both in judgment and punishment, and he is present in blessing and restoration. He does not leave us when things are hard, even when we mess up, even when we make those barriers of our sin to separate us from him. His love breaks through. He disciplines those he loves and does not leave us when we mess up. In James 1, we see that trials are actually good. They develop perseverance in us because we're learning to rely on him. Maybe you've had someone leave you. Someone who should have been in your life, but they're no longer here, whether it was by choice, they chose to leave, or maybe someone passed away, or there was a circumstance, maybe someone moved. They were in your life, and they're supposed to be in your life, but they are no longer in your life. You're separated from them, and your heart aches for them. You were not meant to be alone. But that doesn't mean that people don't leave. People leave. That's part of life. We are flawed humans. We are like the grass and the flowers. We're here today, gone tomorrow. We're like the dust and the wind. That's not something that we can control. Circumstances and other people's choices are not things that we can control. So it's important that we don't put so much weight in the presence of others, but it is important for us not to be alone. And we don't ever have to be because we can rely on him who never leaves. He's never going to give you up, never going to let you down, never going to run around and hurt you. He is always, always here with you. Even when things are hard, even when you mess up, he never leaves. In Exodus 33, we see how after, even after the Israelites were worshiping the golden calf, which happened after God delivered them from Egypt and slavery and he saved them and brought them to this mountain where he was making these love laws of the covenant and the 10 commandments, they still messed up. And God said, you know, that he would not go with them because you know, he would, he would end up destroying them on the way because of their, they were stiff necked and Moses pleaded with him, please go with us. And he said that my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Because he was their God, and they were his people, just as we are his people today, and he is our God. And then, so that's the Old Testament times, right? That God was with the Israelites. He went as a cloud by day and a fire by night to go before them. And that's how everyone in the world knew that the Israelites were God's people, because his presence was with them. Not because they were a great people. Not because they were super numerous or awesome, but because he was with them. Then Jesus came just as he promised, just as the Old Testament prophecies and all of the old characters pointed to and alluded to, and they were a shadow of what was to come. Jesus came. In Matthew 123, we see that um, the prophecy fulfilled, that the virgin will um, become pregnant and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. He came as one of us, a human. The word became flesh and dwelt among us. We observed his glory, the glory as the one and only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. And Jesus came, he lived, he died for our sins, rose from the grave, and he returned to heaven. And right now he's seated at the right hand of the throne of heaven, but he did not leave us. In Matthew 28, we see that he says, Surely I'm with you even to the end of the age. And he said that he would go so that who could come? The advocate. The Counselor, the Holy Spirit, would come, not even as a, a human like us, but to dwell in us, that we would be the temple of the Holy Spirit. He didn't leave. God did not leave the Israelites; He was always with them. And then Jesus came, and He didn't leave us. And now the Holy Spirit is here, and He does not leave us; He dwells within us. You are not alone. You cannot be separated. From God, Sin no longer has a hold on us. It no longer separates us from him because of the work of Jesus. Continuing in Romans 8, we see verses 38 through 39. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, neither angels nor demons, neither the present nor the future, nor any powers, neither height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Nothing is so great, no hardship, no trouble, no issue, no sin, nothing that you do is great enough to separate you from God because Jesus' death and resurrection broke through that barrier. We cannot hide from God. He sees us. Even if we try to push him away, even if we try to go into darkness, he sees us. In Psalm 139, you have searched me, Lord, and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, Lord, you know it completely. You hem me in behind and before, and you lay your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you are there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me, your right hand will hold me fast. We cannot escape his love, his presence. We are no longer separated from him if you are in Christ Jesus. Even if you try to run away, he just pursues you. In Psalm 23, verse 6, Only goodness and faithful love will pursue me all the days of my life and I will dwell in the house of the Lord as long as I live. I pray that you are encouraged this week as even if you're going through hardships and difficulties and stressful times, that you would realize that that's not the worst thing that can happen. The worst thing that can happen is being separated from God's love and that is not going to happen. You have his love. His love is chasing after you and pursuing you. May you be encouraged And have a wonderful week. May the Lord bless you and keep you. You can find us on Instagram at Life is Hard, God is Good podcast. Join our Facebook group. Please share, rate, write reviews. And have an awesome week.